we simply followed the gospel narrative, then today, instead of being the longest gospel of the church year, would actually be one of the shortest. You should be so lucky. Be one of the shortest, because today we would simply celebrate the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem. That's why today has two names, right? Palm Sunday and Passion Sunday. It's a tale of two entrances. The first entrance is the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem with all the joy and the gladness and the excitement and the expectation and the waving of palms. That's the first entrance we celebrate today. And the second entrance is into the tomb. And it couldn't be more different. There's no excitement, there's no waving of palms, there's no great expectation, there's no freedom, seemingly. There's only a rolling stone, lightness, light that is going out, freedom that is being confined into entrapment. It's a tale of two entrances. Now, on the one hand, you could say, well, the church has us read both of these today because not everyone can get to church on Good Friday, which is when we normally read the Passion. But I think it's more than that. I think it's the church saying to us, the Christian spiritual journey is somehow confined within those two entrances. And you need to be able to sit with both of them in the tension between the one and the other. If you really want to enter into one week from today with a sensibility of what it's all about, And so I would just invite us as a little spiritual exercise as we move into this holy week to think about what those two entrances have looked like over the course of your own life. Think about some of those times that were flush with glory, when there was seemingly unlimited freedom, when there was unbounded hope and possibility. And we have those moments in our life. I I don't want to be overly dramatic, but sometimes they are just that. Think of how many weddings began at this altar. I'll be soon attending ordinations of new priests week after week. Endless possibility. And when I talk about the second entrance into the tomb, that doesn't mean our death necessarily. It doesn't mean everything falling apart. But it can mean struggle. It can mean hardships. It can mean times when the unbounded freedom seems to be confining when what once looked like endless hope and possibility maybe starts to feel like cynicism or doubt. And then the spiritual lie that wants to creep in, the lie that the tempter brought to Jesus even in the Garden of Gethsemane, is that this is it. When they roll the stone over the tomb, that's it. Forget the glory of your first entrance into Jerusalem. The freedom is gone and it's not coming back. The hope was squashed. And the best you can hope for maybe is a little glimmer now and then that we're defined by the confinement of the second entrance into the tomb. And the church is saying, I want you to stay there at least for this week. Because if we can't go into Easter with that kind of brutal honesty, then we never really fully, I think, appreciate the difference that grace makes. Because we know that grace doesn't magically turn everything back. Grace doesn't mean that bad things don't happen, even on Easter. And that lie wants to take root. So just to prepare ourselves for what's going to happen, I don't want to give you a spoiler alert if you don't know where this is going. But when you come in then 
Come in withholding both of those things in your heart. Gratitude for those glorious first entrances in your life, but also an honest acknowledgement of where your own tomb moments might be. And for every one of us in this room, they look like something different, but this side of paradise, we've got them. Not one of us here has escaped those moments, whether they're seemingly very small or whether they're heavy on our hearts in an incredible way. And use this week as a time of prayer just to express the desire. Lord, I want freedom. I want a restored sense of hope. I want an interior peace, whether that bad thing goes away or it doesn't, because that is not ultimately what defines me. There's an incredible tension between entrance number one and entrance number two, but the Christian spiritual life means don't dodge either of those entrances. And then when you come next Sunday, entrance one and entrance two will lead us into a new entrance, that will truly have the meaning it's intended to have. Not just watching some video from 2,000 years ago, but challenging Jesus himself to answer the question, why does this matter for me?